name of that wine? Jonna, what's the name of that wine? I forgot. Stella, Stella Rosa. Stella, Stella. Stella, Stella, Stella gonna help you, baby. Stella gonna heal everything. That's, there is a bomb in Stelliad. <laughs> <laughs> Do you as a parent, and, and I'm saying that jokingly, but at the same time, I am concerned about parents that are feeling, I got to maintain my job at home and work from home. I got to maintain the home. And then now I got to uh, homeschool at home. Uh, do you feel like parents are really drowning and need something, need something else? I, yes. <laughs> I absolutely feel that way. <laughs> Let me tell you, honey, I, there have been many days where I thought about day drinking. You know, there's some kind of etiquette rule in my family where you don't drink before, I think it's five o'clock. I don't know. But listen, all of that has been very close to going out the window because it has been hell in these quarantine hallways, not the streets, but the hallways around here. <laughs> because it, it, is, it is not cute at all. <laughs> Trying to homeschool, first of all, what? Okay. I don't, I'm not a teacher. And then the, you know, the kids and the 24 seven, they tired of you, you're tired of them. And, uh, you know, then there's work and then you got to try to stay married and everything else. Listen, it is not for the week. Okay. <laughs> it is not. You know what you just said? You're a strong woman. That's what you, that's what you just yeah, said. Honey. Is that you are, a, hey, I I am. you are, you are, you are. <laughs> Uh, girl, your you, girl is bad. Let me tell you something. And I got my own degree doing all of this. I don't need no celebration, though. I'm I'm just alive, and that's right. good enough for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, listen, but it's time for me to lay down and take a good old long rest. I got to rest. My listen, school. I think is out Friday. No, our last day was this past Friday. I am dismissing school here <laughs> for the rest of the season. It's over. We're done. <laughs> girl, did they graduate, girl? They graduate. <laughs> they graduated early, all of them. Done beautifully. You're done. <laughs> well, first and foremost, all three of your kids act like grown women, and their knowledge level is already way above the charts of their right. developmental level. I mean, your kids talk like 20 year old people vocabulary that is way above their their age grade and i'm just like you know what are they learning anyway and now mind you i know they're learning but i'm just saying listen <laughs> they challenge me non-stop they challenge the dad when he's trying to teach i'm like you know what if you can read one of them is just learning to read if you can read then you go ahead and do your schoolwork. okay you don't need me and i don't need this <laughs> so you go ahead and do your thing. It's it's been a a challenge. <laughs> Does <laughs> it make you appreciate teachers? Listen, they will want for nothing. <laughs> the next three teachers, I, get, I got your back, ma'am. <laughs> All you got to do is call me, and I will deliver whatever you ask. <laughs> 
so that's that's a a legitimate point do you think while we're talking about post-covid do you think that essential workers like teachers and other jobs uh that have in the past been considered uh low status jobs do you think pay scale is going to go up for those jobs now that we see how essential these workers are i don't because i don't care about how essential you are show up every day if you want to check and you're going to get whatever they give you which is mean but i can't see everybody getting a a heart all of a sudden and no i don't think it's going to increase at all should the general public rally for that i i do feel like our teachers are underpaid and underappreciated and underloved should we be a part of that rally? And I guess I say that from the standpoint, um, it's hard to, 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 you know, kind of stand against the status quo when, you're, when your paycheck's on the line. So mm-hmm. the fact that you sign my paycheck is gonna restrict what I say and what I don't say. But then that makes me wonder, do we that have experienced what teachers go through should we speak on their behalf and band together to insist that they get more pay so that they don't have to threaten their job security and, and, and paycheck? I don't know. Post-COVID. There's going to be a lot of changes. I mean, I can't say exactly what's going to happen. There's going to be a lot of changes. Now, as far as the uh, pay raise, there was just a huge rally in Arkansas for that. So they just recently received a pay raise. Okay. Uh, if, yeah, if they're going to receive another, I don't know. But there's going to be a lot of changes. I'm telling you about these essential jobs. A lot of these, there's going to be some changes. Get mm-hmm. ready. Mm-hmm. Buckle your seatbelt and let's go on this flight. There you go. There there's you go. Changes. There you go. And, and one of those changes that I hope is still, and I'm, I'm always about entrepreneurship, you know, and that's just me. But one of my, my changes is that I hope more of us are going to step up to the plate and take the bull by the horns. I loved it when you went back to witty inventions that the Bible talks about witty inventions. Uh, and all of us have something inside of us if we just yeah. let it out, if we just let yeah. it out, you know. And I hope this is going to spur and stir up the gift so yeah. that we really, really start coming out with our own things so that even if we just started fledgling during this time window, so that should we have an in- encounter another pandemic, we don't find ourselves in the same situations that we found ourselves this time. Yes, Lord. You know, so I, I'm, I'm wondering about that. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, um, what else about post-COVID? I know you said you feel like it's going to look differently. Can you kind of give me a window? Let me look through the window of your eyes of what you think post-COVID might look like, or better yet, what you would like to see, even if it doesn't look like that. What would you like to see post-COVID-19 look like? Oh, wow. Ooh, what I would like to see would be more togetherness, working together. Uh, see someone in need if you have and they don't let's help each other a lot of things that we should have been doing forever instead of uh, just packing it the rich get richer the poor get poor come on it's time out for that let's share yes let's let's help each other let's be there for one another Uh, like I said if, if if it's meant for me it's time for me to have it let's cut out all that that good old boy syndrome and 
you know, all that stuff. Let, let's work together. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's, I'm hoping to see a lot of that come to, and like you said, I'm hoping to see a lot of people coming to themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been relying on what other people say, what other people think about us. Well, what do you think about yourself? What do you see yourself doing? Step up and do you. Mm -hmm. Stop doing everybody else. Mm -hmm. Let's do you. What mm -hmm. do you want to do? What do you want to see? What do you want to accomplish? I want to see everybody accomplishing what they're wanting, everybody's desires. What is your desire? Awesome. Awesome. Jonna, if I was to look through the window of your eyes and see post-COVID the way you'd like to see it, uh, what would that look like? I'm going to have to agree with Rhonda. One thing that really stuck out for me is the sense of family from not family. I mean, even the people, like for me, you know, the people on my street that I've never even spoken to, you know, somebody brought me some rice or something. Oh. And yeah, just a, a bag of rice. Now I don't need it, but you thought that I did. And so thank yeah. you. Mm -hmm. And so things that I have here that they may need, we send it, you know, send the kids, give it to them. Just, it was right when it really, you know, when the stores were short and, everybody kind of worked together to make sure everybody and all the kids yeah. on this block had what they need. You know, if you don't know how to log in to get your kid on the school's website, then I'll walk you through it. And if you don't, you know, if you need something from the school, we'll go up there and I'll get it when I'm picking up, you know, it's just that sense of togetherness. Yeah. And, and that was not mm -hmm. there. And it and it's really picked up, and it was a beautiful thing. I'm not necessarily social like that, if you will, but it was it was beautiful to see. Absolutely, mm -hmm. awesome. And that was a, a huge blessing for me. I have friends all up and down the street. <laughs> wow, this, this has kicked off. Wow, that's, that's nice. That's nice. It is. It is. But it, what, what it reminds me of <clears throat> is the way it used to be because on our street, and we still have a very, we talk about the Lowell neighborhood, L-O-W-E-L-L -L neighborhood. I, I, I promise you, if there's a death, if there's a celebration, if there's a wedding, if there's anything of a significant nature, the Lowell neighborhood rallies together and they show up. And I'm talking about most of the old timers are gone and we are the children that are left and remain. And then it's kind of passed down to our, our children, not as much, but definitely my generation. <clears throat> it is a, a, a sense of feeling that we are family and we were family. And just like you said, when uh, I, my dad had water and we lived out in a very rural area. My dad had water service before a lot of our neighbors did. And so the neighbors were able to bring their pails and come to our house and get water. And it, there was nothing thought of it. It wasn't a matter of, you know, what portion of the bill are you going to pay or any of that. But then by the same token, all of our lives, whenever somebody else on the street needed something, it was done. After mm -hmm. my father had his stroke and a couple of times, he failed trying to he, he get transferred into the bed and it was just a matter of pick up the phone and, and call the neighbor. And I mean, they came running 
to get my dad up out of the floor to put him in the bed. And then I can remember one time after he had had the stroke and uh, there was an unfamiliar car that pulled up in our yard. And before the people came, they were sitting in the car doing something. And it did end up being some extended family. But they were sitting in the car before they came and knocked on the door. And my neighbor across the street was looking. And, and he came with his shotgun like, what are you doing in Miss Tillman's house? <laughs> You know, and and, 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 and and mind you, by then, our street was originally all black, but by then it was completely mixed. And uh, so this, bro this, this, this white brother came and he was like, listen, because it's still neighborly and that family thing is still existent within all of us from the Lowell community. And so it reminds me what you're talking about. It, it, it was no no big deal if one of the kids would come to the street and say, Miss Tillman, mama needs such and such and such, and they just put it up, whip it up, whatever they're going to do, hand it out the door, they take it back down to mama and vice versa. So I feel like when I'm listening to you guys talk about the togetherness, it, it feels almost like what we had in community at one time and lost, it's like this Mm -hmm. shelter apart and shelter at home it's almost like the separation you don't miss the water till the well runs dry it's like the separation has made us that much uh more thirsty for community and so i'm hoping that as each of you have already uh so wonderfully said post-covid 19 is going to be a communal society where we come together and really care about one another, not just with just lip service, but we actually do and show it with our actions, you know? Um, yes. I love it. I love it. As a, I'm, I'm, I'm always picking on you, Rhonda, from uh, the standpoint of an elected official. Uh, what would you say to us as your constituency? What is it that we need to be concerned about doing and trying to move forward with from the governmental level? What what things would you say post-COVID-19, maybe we were lax? Because I do feel like some things brought us here. Uh, we don't know where the disease came from. We don't know anything. Like you said, it's a lot of facts that are not there. But what it has done is, is shown up the weak spots that we have and the areas that we've lacked in before. How can we shore that up? What are those areas that come in post-COVID-19 uh, for those? And, and I do feel like, uh, Rhonda, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, John, I'm looking at you. As a person at your age, because I... I have heard a lot of your age group who no longer believes in the voting system and the government uh, as far as participation and things of that nature. Um, I, 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 I'm interested, whatever Rhonda says, I'm interested to get your feedback <laughs> on it because I feel like we're losing generations your age and younger in the political arena and where government issues are concerned. And I'm gonna be speaking from an old head uh, position of, you know, we were taught civic, civic, civic duty, civic duty, civic duty, civic rights, civic, all of that. And particularly as people of color. Uh, but then it's like somewhere in the generation uh, beneath, uh, I don't care if I vote, I don't care if I, I mean, just so many things that just seem to start falling off till where you get to the younger kids that are like all of that's fake and I'm not going to do it anyway because y'all already know what the outcome's going to be so that being said I like your response when Rhonda gives the showing up that we need to do in government and civics <laughs> okay uh 
let's see where I want to go with that. Uh, this pandemic hopefully has shown the true side of a lot of people that are in office that mm -hmm. we have already allowed to be in office. Mm -hmm. And the only way we can, we need to, again, I talked about this before, we need to research what their, uh, how they voted on a lot of things that affected us how they voted on a lot of things as far as the money that we needed was going to get in the stimulus or, or, or the, anything that had to affect us personally. You need to go out and research how they vote, what they think, what do they think about you? And then when it's time to come out and vote, your voice matters. Your vote matters. Your vote is your voice and it matters. Research it for yourself and see who you need to put in that position that's going to be making decisions to you. That's going to be, I've been telling you, there's going to be some more stuff that's going to come out. Even people that we think are in our favor, we're going to find out we're really not in our favor. There's a lot of undercover stuff that has taken place. And it's, it's coming to the forefront, but we better keep our eyes and our ears open and ju just, just, be attentive to what's been said and what's going on. And then we have got to vote. We must vote. Register to vote. A lot of people say my vote don't count. Yes, it does. You must vote. But when you vote, please be knowledgeable of what you're voting about and who you're voting for. Thank you. Thank you. And your response from your generation. Um, my response. I'm just going to speak directly to the naysayers if I can. Yes, please do. I know there's a lot of theories, uh, conspiracy theories, and, you know, it's not worth my time. And it's not, it's like you said, it's already predetermined what this is going to, going to be. That could be. I don't think so, but it could be. If you are African-American and if you are female, People have been beaten and died for you to have the right to vote. I will go to the school and vote on macaroni versus grilled cheese at the PTA simply because somebody went through something so that I could. If for no other reason, honor your people who gave the ultimate sacrifice so many times so that you have the right to do it. This is your chance to speak. You can't walk into any of the offices and demand that things work out the way you want them to. You can't do that. This is your only way to have your voice heard. Swallow all of it and, and go vote anyway. Know what you're voting for and about read the tick please don't vote a straight ticket either way know your candidates read what they're about research their issues and get it done you you owe it to people now that's just it mm -hmm. you owe it to show your tail up and vote and put your <laughs> sticker on and wear it <laughs> i'm okay. just saying show your what up tail. show your ass up at the poll okay <laughs> There you go. Bring your butt down here. Stand in line and vote. And vote. And look, and don't forget, I don't care what it is. Like you said, school board, mayor, governor, president, representatives, Congress, vote. Yes. Uh, 
this is other peas vote let me ask you this Rhonda, uh, and and you may not uh, be this far along in the process but i'm i'm continuing to to go with this post covid concept so we are coming out of covid-19 and shelter at home and we're coming into an election season but we don't have where you all have been able to come into our communities and talk about what you believe in, to talk about your agendas, to talk about many of the things that would have been taking place during all of this time. Uh, and then we're gonna get right to the end where we need to vote while we're telling people to educate themselves on the issues and the people. How would you recommend we get to know these individuals since we're not gonna have any contact with you guys during all of this COVID-19? How do I know what you think? How do I know where you're coming from? How do I know your your personal what, what's your politic? I don't I don't know what you are if I'm not having any contact with you and I'm not hearing anything from you. So so for those of us and and I think COVID-19 can potentially be detrimental to us in that way if we don't do due diligence some kind of way. I mean, I've already heard them talking about we may be in a, a pickle with if they go to the mail-in uh, votes and they may not let us do all of that. But outside of that, I'm just talking about how do I get to know somebody like a Rhonda Royal that's running for political office, but at this point, you're unable to come to us and even talk to us about what you think and what you feel. So what's our next option right. here? Well, praise the Lord, I'm running unopposed. <laughs> Every year. <laughs> Every year. I just want to say, and she's not going to toot her own, own horn, but I hope she'll let me do this. Rhonda ran against a 20-year incumbent, and she unseated her on her first run and has run unopposed ever since and has changed the whole face of her city government, county government, politics, everything ever since her face has been there. So kudos to Rhonda Royal. I'm really serious about that. So I'm glad you're unopposed. But for those that are not running unopposed, what would you say? The majority of them have a website page that you can go and read about uh, their their stances on what's happening, any issues in your area or whatever around the you know your community, or if it's higher around the world. Now you can also go and check their voting records, see how they vote on certain issues. See, a lot of people don't know you can do that, but you can go and check their their voting records and see how did they actually vote. How do they do you, that? How do they do that? They have websites. You can go to uh, like your congressman. You have your representative. You can go to your president. They have the U.S. Uh, presidential uh, website. I don't know the exact website. They have the U.S. representative's website, the U.S. Uh, con congressional website, even your locals. You can go in there and see their voting record. How do they actually vote on certain issues? But you can go into their website and you read what they're saying about different things. You can, uh, you can email them and ask them questions. Uh, you can call, they have phone, you call and leave a message and ask them to return your call if they will. You have to go in and do some things for yourself. Again, don't always rely on what you hear on TV because the media, uh, I, I'm, sometimes the media just doesn't give everything we, we need to hear. Gotcha. So we can do due diligence and find out for ourselves. Yes, COVID has changed the, the playing field this year. 
So you're not going to see them in person. But anyway, all they did was come to your banquets and come to your churches and kiss your babies. But you didn't really know how they was really going to vote. Right. So go check their voting record and see how they're voting. Let me ask you this. You said most of them are going to have websites where they they talk about it. For those people that don't have that, is that a clue or a hint to us that that's not a candidate we should be looking at? Or is that just uh, they are not tech savvy and don't have staff that can put something up on their behalf or they don't know how to do it themselves? Should we take the fact that if we go out there to read up on them on their webpage and it's non-existent, is, is that telling us something that they don't have anything out there? Not necessarily. That will only probably exist in the lower level. Uh, of elections, uh, maybe like the school board and stuff like that. In the higher, the majority of them have the the websites. Okay. The majority of them have them. So if I wanted to see your voting record and all of that, do I look under you or do I just go to, a, I, I'm just throwing this out in general, do, do I look for you particularly, I put your name in and start doing a search or I go to the office that you hold, I go to, how does, how is that done? Either way, you go in and you filter all that out. You can go into the county website and then look me up and then look at the voting records. You can pull up my name. So, you know, some of, like I said, the lower, uh, I hate to say lower, but the entry level of, of uh, uh, elections, you know, you may or may not be able to see as much, but the higher you go, the more you'll be able to see. Okay, thank you, thank you. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. I, I may seem like I'm belaboring the point here, but I think politics are going to play a big role in post-COVID-19, even more so than they did before all of this happened. Uh, and I hope that we'll be intelligent, and I hope that we'll be proactive, and I hope that we will be effective uh, in what we need to do. And, and by that, I never tell people what to do, how to vote, or any of that. And particularly because I am in ministry, I really try to keep a separation of church and state in when I'm talking to, to, to people at large, but I do want us to be informed and I do want us to be intelligent. And uh, I vote the way I vote. I don't share that with people, but I do try to make the absolute best uh, informed decision that I can. And the only thing I do want to say to people is, as Jonna and, and uh, Rhonda both have said, we need you to get out there uh, because this post COVID-19 election that's coming up in November is huge, I feel. Yeah. All of them are huge, but this was really going to be huge. huge. Extremely. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to take a little bit more time on that with post COVID. Anything else that you can think about in post COVID ladies that uh, is worthy of discussion that I may have missed. I'm just kind of, we talked about the babies and the children. And, and again, I hope we continue to do something there. Um, how can you, how can we avail ourselves to the, the people at large? We have a good, friendship we have a good uh foundation and and uh support base that we have amongst ourselves and others in our circle but for people that don't have that in uh covid 19 and post covid 19 what do you think should or needs to be created there and i'm thinking more so from a grassroots level i'm not talking about what the government needs to do or some agency but from a grassroots level i think if i use jana's example of what happened here with the neighbors starting to share resources 
um, and people that didn't know each other's names, all of a sudden I have friends all the way up and down the street, things like that. What, what are some other things that you think need to happen post COVID that we need to spur this? Because uh, there are some people out there that are going to need some support and they currently don't have any. Is that more than what we can do individually? Uh, do we need to try to approach that through churches and ministry? I mean, what do you envision? I, I mean, I, I see something grassroots that needs to happen, but I don't know what, but uh, I know the church is doing all that it can. And I think the church has been very effective, but is that the only avenue that we have for uh, individuals that are falling through the cracks that still need some support? We have uh, other agencies that's doing a lot anyway. We have this one called Antioch that does go out to the schools. They go out to the girls and boys clubs. They go out to wherever any veterans are living. Uh, they go to wherever there's elderly. I mean, they try to leave no stones unturned. And they're providing all, I mean, variety of things, uh, food, uh, fruits and vegetables, I mean, whatever they can give, they're giving. And so that's been really good. And when they see, and, and they've got gobs of volunteers, which is great. They just continue, people just continue volunteers. Different groups come in and volunteer with them. So even though they're an agency, other groups join them as volunteers. And so whenever they notice something different, if you notice someone that's standing off, that seems distraught, it seems like something's wrong. Then they reach out to another agency and say, hey, here's, here's here. I, am, I ran into this one guy, he's a, an Asian guy. And he told me about how his blood pressure, they just can't seem to get it down. And he said, he just didn't want to live anymore. And you know, I talked to him, I got his number. So what I did was I reached out to, he was a Catholic priest. I reached out to some of my Catholic people, faith people, and gave him the number. I asked him, does he mind if they would call him? And he said, no. So I reached out to them and they contacted him. And they began to, you know, become, he, he, his, apparently there was something going on between him and his family that he didn't have much family. So they reached out to him and pulled him in. So another thing we've got to do is be observant. But that one Antioch group, it's an agency, but there are several groups joining in with them doing community volunteer work and being observant. And if we see something else, we reach out to other people to help. Cool, cool. Jonna? I love that. I love that if you see something, reach out to somebody else to help. I, I, that, I love that. And I would also encourage people, if you're going through, don't. there's no need to suffer. Yeah. There, there are plenty of, of resources available crisis lines they're popping up more and more and more and it's easy to f feel like you don't have anywhere to go but it's just not true um you there are places that you can reach out to even just to talk i saw a commercial today and they were you know give a little 800 number that you can call or text just to talk if you're feeling you know any kind of way during the pandemic and, and you just need that human interaction and that that's one of the main things that i've been concerned about is people that 
feel like they don't have anywhere to go and they don't know to or how to reach out and ask somebody for help because when you get into those depressions and and things of that nature it can get it can snowball on you quickly Mm -hmm. if you don't reach out and ask somebody for help and if there's nothing to be ashamed about it's it's nothing just reach out to somebody and go from there Uh, there's no need to suffer alone there's just no need that's good. That's good. Uh, you triggered a couple of things, and I'm going to say this, and then I've got one last thing. I'm going to let you guys go, but uh, I've got a friend who has had no human contact during the whole thing. Uh, she's out in an area on the, on the West Coast where they were like one of the first ones to, to get COVID-19. So you're talking about absolutely positively no human contact, no human touch for months now. So that's a, that's a heavy toll. So, mm-hmm. you know, I try to make sure, like you said, if you see someone, something you may not see them, uh, but just to pick up the phone and it, it dawned on me at some point, it was like, uh, I, we kind of adjusted our sheltering so that nobody was completely alone the way we did it. But then some people didn't have, don't have that option and they are completely alone and have been completely alone the whole time with no human touch whatsoever. And so that, that, that takes its toll. So you do have to, sometimes it's not only the people that you see, but sometimes we have to look for the people that we don't see anymore and say, Hey, where are you at? What's going on? What do you need? Uh, and even, uh, go the extra mile. Maybe what was a phone call, just pick up the phone. Now it's a video chat. So you can at least see somebody's face and check in a little more frequently than other times because those stretches of just being completely isolated are long and long and 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 and, and uh, it, it gets a little difficult. I'm gonna give a shout out to my sister who uh, is sheltering uh, at home and she's pretty much done it alone. Uh, and so what she did is she went and got a uh, I, I haven't seen it yet. She she took a picture of it and showed it to me. But she went and got a dog that's like, it barks. It does everything like a human, has a heartbeat and everything. <laughs> she talks to the dog, the dog's it. I mean, it's, it's her companion. She said, but I don't have to, there's no care, there's no maintenance, there's no nothing. Whenever I want the companionship, I push the button, I get the heartbeat, I get the bark bark, and, the, and it, it, it has one of those talking mechanisms where she can say something to the dog, the dog says something to her back. I'm like, now, whoever came up with that, they had a great idea because, I mean, at the end of the day, as, as much as we're smiling, I'm looking at her and I said, you know, hats off to you because you came up with a creative way to shelter at home and deal with months on end, no human contact. Uh, and so, you know, I, all of those different options and ideas are out there. Uh, and of course we reach out and, and talk to each other every day and, you know, do those kinds of things. But there are those people that don't have that and day in and day out, you know, it's looking at the four walls. So uh, really good, really good questions. I'm close with this. I want to do an off the wall. Uh, today I'm doing trending. So uh, this is probably going to be more up your alley because y'all know I'm safe. But um, (laughs) 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 I looked on trending today to see what was trending. Well, what was trending was that um, 
there was a battle that took place between Usher and the other guy. Who was the other guy you guys might know? Who, was the, who did Usher uh, battle with? Nobody yet. Okay, well, they're, they're already having conversations, though. Right, they so, are. So, in the conversation, this is what trended on top of that. This, this, I guess, broke down Twitter and Facebook and all of that. So, Usher made the comment while he was talking to the dude. I can't, I don't know the guy's name. He made Swiss. the comment. Okay, who was it? Swiss Beats. See, the, the state supervisor ain't saved. I knew she'd have the answer. So, Swiss Beats... <laughs> Swiss Beats and Usher got into it because Usher made the comment that uh, Swiss Beats suggested that there should be a battle between Nicki Minaj and Lil' Kim. So, uh-oh, am I getting thumbs down? I'm getting thumbs down. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, this is where all the heat is coming in uh, on the internet right now. And I mean, it's buzzing. So, uh, Nicki Minaj's camp is not paying homage at all to Lil' Kim. And Lil' Kim's camp is really heated about it. So Usher said that Lil' Kim is the predecessor and that really Nicki Minaj got everything that she's doing from Lil' Kim. Well, Nicki Minaj's camp said Lil' Kim is not original. She just stole from Marilyn Monroe and all the people that came before her and made it a black woman's thing. I'm just, I'm telling you, this is, this is, I'm, this is trending. This is trending. I was like, <laughs> what's trending today? And so uh, at the end of the day, there is a lot of heat that Nicki Minaj needs to pay homage to and is being disrespectful to little Kim because there would not be a little, there would not be a Nicki Minaj, there would not be a, and the list goes on and on and on and on if it hadn't been for little Kim paving the way. So Rhonda, I can already tell, I think I must be out of your age group in camp because you look in some kind of way on your face, but I'm definitely getting, I'm definitely getting feedback looks from these other two. So there you have it. That's what's trending today. And so does Nikki owe homage to little Kim? Yeah, she does. She does. The the over-sexualized rap queen, Little Kim. There was not not one before her. Right. And all that half-naked squatting and carrying on, that come from Little Kim. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just did. And they I both need this. I don't know why there's a debate. Yeah, and they both need to sit down. <laughs> they both need to have a seat. Both yes. of you. <laughs> yes. Two of them. Well, <laughs> what's really going on in the conversation apparently is that the old timers are feeling dissed by the young people who, like a lot of the battles have been cool, but apparently, I mean, like some of these, and, and I'm not even going to repeat the tweets and the, and the posts that have been coming up from the Nicki Minaj camp. Now, mind you, it's not necessarily Nicki Minaj, it's these are her fans. Right. But they're basically saying, Lil' Kim ain't nothing, Lil' Kim ain't never been nothing, and we ain't getting ready to go. She's old school, she's forgotten. So then, and now y'all know this is has this has to be what they're talking about, because I'm talking stuff I know absolutely nothing <laughs> about. I'm understanding that they even went back, the fans of Lil' Kim, and said that Nikki has been stealing Lil' Kim's rhymes and her... <laughs> But they all—they all have. All of them have. <laughs> they went back and started.
oh, she drinking some water. They went back and started pulling out lyrics, and they put the lyrics of Little Kim next to the lyrics of Nicki Minaj, and it appears, and I'm only going to say appears because I don't know from what they had. They said, we got receipts. So what they coming up with receipts, it appears that Nicki Minaj does have some of Lil' Kim's lyrics. So there you have it. What y'all think? <laughs> She's got more than her lyrics. She basically been her whole stilo, her, her everything. Now, Nicki does have a different style of rapping than Little Kim did, but right. it's, and, and then I feel like the Nicki Minaj fan and the Little Kim fan are two different people. These are like two yes, different they age are. ranges. Yes. Yeah. They I don't, are. I, for the Little Kim people, they need to leave these children alone and let them listen to whatever they want to. Who cares? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's well, what. I think the heat is coming from Nicki Minaj's camp, really. And I think yeah. that I think that little Kim's fans are offended by what Nicki's camp is saying because they're they're feeling disrespected. And I think in a nutshell, I think that's that's if I can if I can read into what I thought I was hearing and reading and understanding about the issue, it's disrespect. So do you all think it's disrespect going on here? But, but see, the thing is, with, with these people, the, why is there always got to be a competition? Why come right. this and become and Nikki be Nikki? They always want to uh, pit someone against each other. Stop all that and let everybody be themselves. They're always pitting who's the best. Does it have to be a best? I know that the battle was for a best or a, a winner or a loser. I, I think, if I'm understanding, the battles are just coming up as a, a means of entertainment during COVID. That's what it's supposed to be. That's what right. it's supposed to be. Has it taken on a whole nother? See, because I'm talking, I'm saved. I don't know nothing about this. I'm saved. No, no. <laughs> has it come outside of the realm of just being friendly battle and banter back and forth for COVID-19 entertainment? I mean, is it actually starting to get ugly and folks are... No. It's, it's what they're calling it now is more of a celebration, which uh, Jill and Erica changed that. Yes. Because before it wasn't... Now, I enjoyed all of the battles because I watched them all. You know uh -huh. I have. Uh -huh. But... Um, Jill and Erica's vibe was totally different from the guys because it's been guys all up until yeah. them. Yeah. And so uh, um, now they changed the uh, theme of it to be celebratory <laughs> instead of competing. Right. And it's, it's, it's still a little friendly competition because I think artists are usually competitive regardless. But now it's changed to show more love towards the artists that you are battling. So, so do you think even more so, okay, okay, let me ask you this. I'm still on disrespect. Do you think even more so uh, Little Kim's camp is 
the right to feel disrespected if these are really geared towards being a, a love a love kind of thing that we're now doing or are you am i hearing or is it a matter of this is being done to propagate more publicity to get more listeners to get more people amped up about it uh i mean you know we're not no. getting ready to have east coast west coast here it's just Child, look listen let me tell you something <laughs> This, because I, I can't take it. This has been going on for years between Nikki and Kim's camps. And the camps actually uh, ignited this whole competition between the two. So honestly, the camps are the issues. It's not really the artists that's the issue. The camps are the issue. So the camps just need to shut up and let people be. That's all that needs to happen. And we don't need to talk about this no more. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, for real. Jonna's face! Look at Jonna! <laughs> what Jonna doing? What Jonna doing? <laughs> what say you ladies? I take it your face says you're in agreement, Jonna. Yeah, I, 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 I never see the point of such anyway. You know, oh, there's... Gosh. First of all, when is the last time Little Kim had a hit? I mean, seriously, it's been a trillion years, and for what? I don't know. Right. What's what's the purpose of it? If you like Nikki, turn that crap up and listen right. to it. If you like Kim, bump it. Go ahead. I don't. I don't know what the point is of either. <laughs> okay. What happened? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we lost it for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they would both shut up to be honest but, but that's uh, just me I like both of them actually I like both of them but it's like all of this the the <laughs> these camps are just out, out of control they're out of it's control, out of control. Yeah. Okay. but it's no out. camp is more out of control than the uh, Beyonce Right. <laughs> they, they will kill you in the street. They will. About oh, the they <laughs> will. <laughs> they will. Oh and who's her? Who are they always pitting her against? Everybody. But who is it? This one that they are always. Is it Janet Jackson? Is it? Jan it might be Janet. I hate it. It might be Janet. I but they're know. always pitting her against somebody, and I, I just, I don't know. But the beehive will kill you. They'll, yes, they'll come. They, they literally go to people's houses and everything. Like they're crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> they do. They show up at people's houses. They are nuts. I mean, <laughs> they are. I have seen like friends, and they're all young. Not to diss the young folk, but you know they are doing it getting in, yeah. into it with each other. I'm like, Beyonce don't give a damn about either one of y'all. So, yeah. you know, what are you doing? Find another name, because friends is not the name, girl. They, they <laughs> groupies or something. But now, I do remember the whole East Coast, West Coast thing with Pac and Biggie back in, in my day. Yeah. That, that, I guess I can't say it's just them, because that was a big deal back then, which was even more ridiculous because right. I mean, people were really fighting and shooting and arguing and, and right. caring about and you ain't never been outside of the city limits but go ahead and pick a side <laughs> <laughs> you from Wyandotte <laughs> County <laughs> the furthest you've been is Bonner but go ahead and pick West Coast <laughs> right 
That don't happen in our old school R and B. See, see. Well, I can guarantee it doesn't happen in the church. <laughs> Let me think about that. <laughs> Let me think about that. <laughs> Cause I mean, I will fight anybody over Twinkie Clark Town. Anybody. Well, the church didn't fight about the music. They fight about uh, mess with each other's husbands. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Oh, well, <clears throat> now that we've got that <laughs> off our chest. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, I knew COVID-19 was going to be a little heavy, uh, but I did want to go there. But uh, I wanted to end on the light side and a little bit of laughter. And I think you all have provided that sufficiently. Uh, in the meantime, I'm praying for little Kim and I'm praying for Nicki Minaj <laughs> and the camps. And uh, that's what was trending today. I hope that you all have enjoyed this time of chatting together because I've definitely enjoyed everything that you had to say. Ladies, is there anything else that you want to add? Hey, we didn't get cut off. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking at the clock like, hmm. 